What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! You ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Hello there, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in the lovely city of Kinston, North Carolina. It is Monday, November the 6th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 963 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, why they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. But, man, have we got another great show for you today. And I I know I say that a lot probably. Hey, we have a great show. Dude, we have got a great show for you today. This is, uh, I, I think you're going to be very, very pleased with it. You, you're getting more than your money's worth here. Let me tell you that. Uh, joining us in less than 20 minutes, he is the dean of ENC Sports Talk host. He hosts The Drive with Mark Panicelli on 252 ESPN and 107.5 FM in Greenville, New Bern. Why? It's our good friend, Mark Panicelli. We have a lot of NFL, NASCAR, ECU football. Heck, we might even slip in some uh, New Bern uh, Bears uh, football. We've just got all kinds of stuff to talk to him about. I can't wait to glean his knowledge. That's right. I use the word glean. Uh, so looking forward to that. Uh, also, uh, let me tell you, in our uh, 8 o'clock hour, it's been a long time coming. Uh, I've uh, hesitated getting him here on the air because I just wanted to fill him out first to see what he uh, thought about everything. But uh, I think you guys are going to be uh, pleased. He's the voice of Duke University women's basketball and baseball. It's our good friend, Chris Edwards. And when I say good friend, I mean, uh, quote, unquote, put it wherever you want to put it. He's a good friend, man. I've known Chris since uh, 2007. So what, for just about 16 years now because I met him at the Holiday Invitational back in 2007 when he was the uh, voice of the Garner High School uh, boys basketball team and uh, baseball team and heck football. He did all uh, Garner sports, but he was doing it for the Holiday Invitational. This this uh, young man uh, requested a credential. We granted it to him, and I've just watched his rise ever since. I mean, he has been with Duke now for 10 or 11 years. He is uh, just one of the one of the best people I know. And if uh, the name sounds familiar, you know, we've had him here on the show several times. But if you recall, this summer, uh, Chris had uh, earned the honor of replacing an ECU legend in Jeff Charles as the voice of the Pirates. Uh, by the next thing we knew, uh, the job offer was rescinded when it was announced that uh, Chris had not, I guess, formally, formally, graduated from uh, ECU when it was stated he had done so on the announcement of his hiring. We're going to get all the details from him. We're going to get that uh, out of the way first. Uh, we're going to talk about that and just take a look back at this summer. It was just a crazy three or four days uh, in, I wouldn't say in mine and Linda's defense, but just we were out of the state. If you remember, that's when we were enjoying our 17-day vacation uh, in Alaska and Washington or the state of Washington and Arizona. And all this, uh, broke when we were actually still in, uh, in, uh, the state of Washington. So I was kind of, I was all the way to the country away from this when everything was happening. Uh, he and I communicated some then. In fact, we talked, uh, I remember driving, driving along and talking to him for a little while about this and just how everything was going down and, uh, I'm going to let him explain it to you, but I will tell you this. There's no one I know that is more ethical than uh, Chris Edwards. I think that there was a mistake on here, a uh, mistake that happened. He never stated in his resume or anywhere, cover sheet, resume, anywhere, that he had graduated from ECU. It was just one of those things, I guess, that was just assumed he did attend. He went to school there for several years, but just uh, I guess it didn't finish his degree. I don't know how short he is, but uh, – uh, so when the press release came out, not from ECU, but from this company that handled their uh, hiring for that, 
they mentioned or they said in the uh, press release, I guess, that he was a graduate of ECU. Well, it turns out he's not, and uh, it was just a, a bad situation all around. Listen, uh, it was going to be hard enough already to replace a just veritable legend and a person like Jeff Charles. And then uh, for my friend, my good friend, uh, Chris Edwards, to get caught up in this and a mistake that wasn't even his. Uh, like I said, I'm going to let him explain everything, but that's my gist of it is that they put it in the press release. He probably, well, there's no, probably he should have, uh, if he saw it should have said, Hey, this, you know, this is not accurate. I didn't finish my degree. I mean, I went to school there and and I'm a proud, uh, ECU pirate, but, uh, I didn't finish my degree. I think that's probably what should have happened if he saw it. And I don't even know. We'll ask him about that when he joins us in the 8 o'clock hour. But we're going to get that out of the way first, and then we're going to talk some East, or uh, some uh, ACC women's basketball, some ACC basketball member calls. Guys, it begins today. Today is the first day of uh, college basketball all across the land. Uh, just great. Great time, man. Very excited about this. But, again, uh, so our two guests today, here in our first hour in about 15 minutes or so, Mark Panicelli, and then in our second hour, like I said, our good friend, uh, Chris Edwards. Uh, and it's going to be, I, I don't know of any other uh, any other station in eastern North Carolina, any other show that's actually talked to Chris after all this happened. And not that I'm trying to be the, oh, we're number one, and we're getting it out there first. Uh, I've wanted to have him on before. I just wanted to make sure he was ready uh, because, I mean, that's pretty emotional. I mean, he was – Really, really looking forward to being the voice of the Pirates and then for this uh, situation to happen. Again, that was not of his uh, volition. He didn't do it. He didn't lie. He didn't anything. It just, uh, just to see my friend's reputation uh, be affected by something that was outside his control just really, it hurts my heart and I think the world of the guy. And again, I will stand by that son of a gun until the very end. He's just, he's a good guy. And, uh, this isn't just me talking about somebody that I peripherally know. I know Chris Edwards very, very well. We message a lot. I, uh, I think the world of him and, uh, I, I can't wait to have him on here in the second hour to talk about that. So again, Mark Panicelli, first hour, Chris Edwards, second hour, and uh, we'll go from there, man. We've got some great guests coming up this week. Um, I mean, obviously, you just heard those two that we have right there. Tomorrow is election day. We're not going to talk a lot of election stuff tomorrow, I can tell you that. But I can tell you we are going to talk to Richard Clark in our first hour. And then in our second hour, we're going to have Catherine Pearson and Jessica Cruz in here from Lenore Community College. They're going to be telling you about all the great stuff that's going on out there, including uh, White Christmas is going to be uh, performed out there. Uh, the Brian Hanks Show, again, is a sponsor of it. Very proud to be doing that and uh so we'll talk to them in our second hour wednesday uh we are going to have uh michael martin of course here in our first hour and then we're uh i'm going to put a little pressure on him here i want to have him uh here on the show i loved a facebook post that he did last week and i actually mentioned it during one of our shows here uh kenson city councilman uh, chris suggs uh was just uh pretty vocal and just said how disappointed he is at this point that none of the kenson city council candidates have Really got out there and campaign. I mean, not, I mean, I guess they've done a couple of forums that, you know, that maybe 20, 25 people have shown up to. I've, you know, I've not really seen anything on Facebook. I've not, you know, none of them have really got out there. I guess New Snooze and uh, BJ Murphy did some interviews with the candidates, but uh, that's it. There have been, there's been no media out there really that, uh, has gotten out there. And you know what? I put kind of the blame on myself. I said this during last week, one of last week's shows. And I mean it in previous elections, what I've done is I'll get the candidates on here, you know, one at a time and, and talk to them. But I don't know, guys, I just, you would not believe all the, uh, how can I put this? Uh, all the constraints and everything that you have being, you know, being an FCC regulated show, uh, if you have one candidate on, you've got to have all of them, which I would have done anyway, but you have to give them the exact same amount of time. You really need to ask them the same questions. You, you don't want to differ from that because you want to give everybody the same opportunity to, you know, to be able to represent themselves and everything. And with, uh, I guess there's five declared candidates. There's five candidates that are on your ballot tomorrow. And then there is a, a candidate that is, uh, uh, that is a, uh, how do you put it? Uh, right in. He wants to be written in. 
So, and then there are other candidates. There, I've heard other names out there of people that uh, want to be considered for city council, but not that many. There's just been, I've just been, like I said, just blown away that there has been really nobody, uh, none of these candidates that have, uh, that have just really stood out. Now, all three incumbent uh, candidates are running for re-election. And then, like I said, two new ones and then one write-in candidate. So, uh, anyway, Wednesday's show, what we're going to do, we'll have Michael Martin on in our first hour, uh, hopefully Chris Suggs on in our second hour, and uh, and then election winners in the second hour, too. You know, it may even move, if Chris will do it, maybe even move him to Thursday. I hadn't even decided about that yet. We'll play that by ear. But uh, I know he and I were messaging last night, and he's not real keen on it. He's kind of disappointed, like I am. And, in fact, like I said, it was his uh, social media posts that really uh, opened up my eyes to just how none of these candidates have really jumped out there. I mean, I know there are elections in Pink Hill and LaGrange, and that's just right here in Lenora County. I can't really speak for Green and uh, Green and Pitt and uh, Jones County and all that, but uh, – Listen, this is an important election. It really is, and uh, would have liked to have seen a little more uh, folks get out there and uh, really uh, promote themselves, promote what they uh, believe in and all that. But unfortunately, that did not happen. But again, like I said, uh, that's what uh, Michael Martin in our first hour on Wednesday, going to do our best to get Chris Suggs either on Wednesday or Thursday to uh, talk about uh, the, the election results. So, Go out and vote regardless. Uh, get out there and vote tomorrow. Uh, I know, oh, goodness gracious, was it Danny Rice? It was somebody I was talking to who said that it was just uh, the early, I guess they went, was it, Dan, was it Danny? It was somebody. And Danny, if I've just uh, uh, used your name and it wasn't you, I do apologize. But had gone out and early voted, and I think to that day, on that day they went out and early voted, only 15 or 20 people had voted to that point. And, uh, this may end up being one of the least, uh, what, least voted in elections in uh, Kenston and Lenore County history, and that's just disappointing, man. I mean, we, we need to do better. And like I said, I throw myself in that. I should have tried a little bit harder to uh, get candidates on here. In fact, I didn't even try at all. I should have tried to get candidates on here. I know we could have done it. I know uh, – our good friend uh, Vicky Jones over at uh, the uh, uh, Kent or the Lenore County Chamber of Commerce uh, had talked to me a few weeks ago about hosting or being a host of a candidates forum. I guess that fell through. I, if anybody you know uh, all the uh, drama and everything we've had with the uh, Lenore County Chamber of Commerce, not of uh, let me say this too, not of Vicky's volition. It wasn't her fault, but. Uh, I, uh, I guess I just kind of fell through. I didn't hear back from her. I didn't try again with her. You know, I got a lot of stuff going on in my life guys, but, uh, uh again, please get out and vote, uh, do your research such that you can, especially here in Kinston with the uh, city council candidates and, uh, go out and vote tomorrow. I will of course remind you about that tomorrow when, uh, when we do the show too, but again, get out and vote and, uh, let, let's get some good folks in. The, uh, the, the kitty, uh, the kitty, the, uh, Kent, I combined Kinston and city and made it kitty. Oh, Keith Spence. It's Monday morning. And, uh, it, it's the sun is out. I, that's the hardest part with the, uh, fall back. I guess, you know, we, we gained an hour, but the sun is out at seven o'clock in the morning and it'll be down by four thirty today or four forty five, which is awfully hard to get used to, but it is what it is. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk definitely to, uh, our good friend, uh, uh, Mark Panicelli about this, but, uh, the ECU Tulane game, it was Danny. Thank you, Linda. I couldn't remember. I thought it was, uh, there you go. Linda Whittington show, uh, producer coming through for me there. I appreciate it. Uh, man, Saturday's ECU Tulane game was a heck of a game. It was a very good game. Uh, not just because of the great, uh, tailgate that, uh, Danny and Johnny Rice had that we attended, but, uh, man, just a game altogether. It was a great game, uh, 13 to 10 loss for ECU, but they were 18 point underdogs or 16 to 18 point underdogs going into that game. And I actually led, I think it was 10 to nothing, 10 to three at the end of the first quarter. And I just played their butts off, man. I was so, so, so proud of uh, the ECU pirates and yeah, ended up being a loss, but you know what? You play a game like that, you show that you're capable 
of uh, of being better. And I listen. <laughs> I listened to uh, Clip Brock's uh, post game show on ninety two point seven on our way home. Linda and I did, and uh, there are some crazy Pirates fans out there. Don't get it twisted. Uh, I mean. I guess, you know, listen, I'm a season ticket holder. I'm a uh, peripheral fan that more probably I'm Pirates Plus. I mean, I pull for them. I want them to win. That's our team here in Eastern North Carolina. But, man, there are some people that uh, take it a little too seriously. And don't get it twisted, man. I mean, I love my Virginia Cavaliers. Heck, I have their ink on my skin right now. I mean, I... Uh, what I'm a NFL fan. I mean, I'm not necessarily the biggest NFL fan in the world anymore. I mean, I'm a big fantasy football fan, but, uh, I, I say all that to say this, man, there are some crazy, crazy fans out there. Uh, Linda and I, we broke out of there, uh, after, uh, ECU, uh, after they, their final drive, uh, it was about a minute and a half, two minutes left. And, uh, they didn't pick up the fourth down. So Linda and I started walking out then. So we got to the car in pretty good time. Uh, the game had been over maybe, maybe a minute and a half, two minutes and, you know, turn on the radio to listen to the post game show or listen to, uh, the call-in show that clip Brock does at a uh, Empire radio. I mean, I know they're probably competitors and Jason, if you're listening right now, don't be mad at me. I'm, I guess I'm promoting, uh, our, uh, competition or whatever, but I'm telling you, he does a great job on it and, it was it was just I felt bad for Clip, man. I mean, uh, the the people already the very it had to have been the first caller. Like I said, Linda and I got in the car. I mean, the game had just ended, so uh, when we were pulling out, and there was this caller on there, and I think he was from Lagrange too, which even makes it a little scarier. And he just he lost his stuff, man. I mean, he was just upset. I was worried about him. I was, it was just, it was an, it was an awful, awful call. And then I listened to him for the next 25, sorry, heck longer than that, probably 40, 45 minutes. Uh, and, uh, oh man, just, I, I, I felt bad for Cliff. I felt bad for uh, the folks that were in the studio there, uh, having to listen to those calls and for uh, them to have to just, uh, talk these people off a ledge. You would have thought, that ECU lost by 50 instead of losing 13 to 10 because these callers were just, uh, it was, it was, it was terrible. That's all I know to say. Uh, but man, what a great game. I mean, it really was. And Hey, uh, good morning, Mr. Clemens. He pipes in and says, uh, I should have gone to the Wolfpack game. Uh, what a win. And that was a, a very, very good win for NC state over, uh, Miami on uh, Friday or on uh, Saturday. Uh, you're probably right. Mr. Clemens, we should have gone to that one. I think you had tickets available and parking pass and everything, but dude, I'm a season ticket holder with, you know, for the pirates. And it was really only the second game we've been to this year. And again, a very, very good game. Unfortunately came up a little bit short for the pirates. One of the things I do, and and you know what, let's save the rest of the pirates talk for when we get uh, Panicelli up here on the line with us here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Hey, uh, for our good friend, uh, Chris Bradshaw, uh, the, Kinston High School girls basketball coach. Uh, he got up with me last night and let me know that the Kinston girls basketball, they're doing the same thing. I think they, I know they did it last year. I think they've maybe done it the last couple of years, maybe even three years. They're hosting a massive jamboree this Saturday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., uh, not just at Kinston High School. It's going to be at Kinston, at Rochelle Middle School, and at Holloway Gyms. I know Linda and I went. Uh, if it wasn't last year, it was a couple of years ago. And just had a really good time. I mean, they have teams coming in from all over Eastern North Carolina to be a part of this. If you're a big girls basketball fan, then uh, I believe it's a flat fee. Probably, I don't know, and I should have got this from uh, Coach Bradshaw. I'm guessing uh, probably $10, $12, and you get to go to all the games all day long at uh, Kenson High, at Rochelle, and at Holloway. So uh, if you're a big girls basketball fan, uh, heck, if you're just a, a Kenston uh, basketball fan, Get out there and support uh, the Vikings, support Coach Bradshaw this Saturday, again, from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Kinston High, at Rochelle, and at Holloway. Uh, should be uh, a lot of great basketball being played. Uh, yeah, it's Monday morning quarterback, and there's not a lot to talk about. Our three teams that made the state playoffs. Uh, hold on, taking a sip of water here. 
I have talked uh, 20 minutes nonstop here, so uh, forgive me for the for the excessive sip of water there. But, uh, hey, uh, our uh, three teams that made the state playoffs all got knocked out in the first round on uh, Friday night. Uh, our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week, the final one of the year, was uh, in Rocky Mount as uh, Arundel Parrot Academy traveled to take on Faith Christian. And uh, Rocky Mount Faith uh, ended up beating Parrot Academy uh, 46 to 24 in that game. Uh, the Pir- uh, Pirates, the uh, Patriots led 16 to nothing early in the first quarter and then just ran out of gas. Uh, on top of it, too, they lost uh, their star, a junior running back and safety, Jalen Solomon. On the final play of the first half, he had had, he rushed for 170 yards on 20 carries in the first half and uh, then. Uh, wasn't able to play in the second half, and it was pretty much over at that point. Uh, the Patriots did try pretty hard and uh, actually scored another touchdown to get it down to, I think, a two-score game in the uh, second half. But that was over, uh, again, when Jalen went out, we pretty much knew, uh, turned the lights off at that point. But, again, a uh, solid season for the Patriots. They finished 5-5, five and five, and uh, that was the first time that uh, that Matt Beeman has not had a, an overall winning season since his very first season at Parrot in 2012. So that was a little bit of a surprise, but uh, the end of the season for Parrot. It was the end of the season for Kenston High School. They went to Clinton, and uh, they lost 64-12, to 12, uh, all kinds of historical stuff there. Uh, uh, it was one of the uh, three worst, uh, most points given up by Kenston. The 52 points was tied for uh, fourth worst loss in Kenston history. Just all kinds of, uh, I was about to say superlatives. We won't call them superlatives. I guess just uh, historical things, and we're not going to get into all of them. But uh, but it ends uh, the Viking season at 4-7. and seven. That is the worst mark in uh, Diesel's uh, career at Kenston High School, and he got there in 2013. So uh, they never had a, a losing season before, uh, so 4-7. and seven, uh, ends up being their final se- uh, record there, so that ends the season for Kenson. And then our only other team in our neck of the woods, Green Central, they go to Teachy to take on Wallace Rose Hill. They lose that game, fifty-five to six. The ban- uh, the Rams, uh, they bow out in the first round. It's the eighth most points surrendered in a game, tied for fourth and for the worst loss in program history, the forty-nine points. So just all kinds of, uh, I-, I guess, glad the football season is over. Hey, the seniors. You know, thank you for everything you did for the programs. Uh, just a uh, tough season for everybody. I haven't done the math yet. I'm going to try to have this for tomorrow's show. But I'm almost positive this was – I had Ricky Whaley over here at the house last night, and we were talking about uh, worst season ever for Lenora County football teams. And he said he thinks it could be back in the 70s or 80s. And I'm going to look that up because between uh, Kenston, North Lenore, and South Lenore, they combined for nine wins – or no, is that right? Not even nine wins, uh, seven wins, seven wins, because Kenston had four, North Lenore had two, South Lenore had one. But you look at those uh, seven wins, and three of those wins were against each other. Kenston beat uh, North Lenore and South Lenore, uh, and uh, North Lenore beat South Lenore. So you take away those three wins, and North Lenore, Kenston, and South Lenore combined for four wins this year. That is just I can't even wrap my mind around that. that that's crazy. You even had a uh, parrot in there. They won five games, but uh, their worst season they've had in 11 years. And uh, if you want to make it a complete uh, Lenora County thing, you had Bethel in there that went 0-6 this year. Just a bad season all the way around for uh, Lenora County football this past year. Uh, but it's over now. Uh, we get to look forward to 2023 or 2024. Uh, we've got some great players at pretty much every school. I was just talking about Jalen Solomon over at uh, Parrot Academy. He'll be back for his senior year. Terrence Copper, uh, Ty- Tyreek Copper. Terrence Copper is his dad. Tyreek Copper is uh, going to be a junior at Kenson High School uh, and is already looking like he's going to be one of the best receivers in Kenson football history. And then uh, who am I forgetting here? North Lenore. Goodness gracious. Uh, they're great uh, running back that they had over there this year. Uh, he's going to be a senior next year, too. So I think uh, we get past this year. I think next year is going to be a little bit better, too. And we'll start hearing about realignment. Hopefully we'll get North Lenore, Kinston, and South Lenore out of uh, the East Central 2A 
in a, in a conference that they'll be more competitive in. So there you go. Well, that wraps up high school football. Like I said, I'm going to have those numbers for you tomorrow, so I'll do better with that. Hey, uh, hometown heroes real quick. Let's hit this. Brandon Ingram and the New Orleans Pelicans. They lost 123-105 to at home to Atlanta on Saturday. Brandon returned from his three-game absence. He started. He had 16 points, seven rebounds, three assists, and a block in 32 minutes. Uh, but, again, I uh, came up with a loss there. Uh, the Pelicans, a busy week for them this week. They're at Denver tonight at 9. They're at Minnesota Wednesday at 8. They take on Reggie Bullock Jr. in Houston Friday at 8, and then they're home versus Dallas Sunday at 7. Reggie Bullock Jr. and the uh, Houston Rockets, they are 2-3 and three now. They won Saturday night, 107-89 against the Sacramento Kings. Uh, unfortunately, Reggie did not play in that game for the second straight night in a row as uh, hello you good looking woman uh unfortunately he didn't play for the second uh, night in a row that was a uh, coach's decision however he's got uh, plenty of chances this week to play a uh, home uh, tonight again against sacramento that game's at eight they're home versus la lakers wednesday at eight they're home versus brandon and the pelicans friday at eight and then home versus denver sunday at seven College basketball begins tonight. I cannot wait till every morning during this Hometown Heroes segment. We'll be giving you the updates, and guess what? It'll start tomorrow morning as Damian Dunn in Houston. They open their 23-24 season today at home. Uh, at 7 p.m., they take on Louisiana Monroe. Uh, then they're back at home Saturday versus Texas A&M Corpus Christi. That game will be at 1230. Don Trez Styles in Georgetown. They open their 23-24 season uh, Tuesday Tomorrow night at home against LeMoyne. Never heard of them before. That game's at 7. Then they host uh, Holy Cross Saturday at 8. Jerry Stackhouse and Vanderbilt, they open their season tomorrow night against the Blue Hose of Presbyterian. That game is at 8 o'clock. And then their home versus USC Upstate at 7 o'clock on Friday. Uh, how about uh, ENC uh, West, as I'm going to be calling Winston-Salem State all year, Isaac Parson, Jeremy Dixon, Amaji Dodd of Winston-Salem State University. They open the season Friday in Institute, West Virginia. They'll be playing back-to-back games as they will take on West Virginia State at 7.30 on Friday. And then they play Saturday at 2 against uh, Davis and Elkins College. Uh, listen, if you know of any other players who are uh, participating uh, in uh, college basketball, uh, anything, uh, fall or fall or winter sports, we would love to, uh, like I said, we do our Hometown Heroes segment every morning here on the Brian Hanks Show and uh, would love to mention them. Hey, uh, we've got uh, Mark Panicello in the line, but before we uh, jump to him, let me tell you about LCC. For more than 65 years, LCC has helped men, men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County, in Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And as promised, the Dean of ENC Sports Talk host joining me right now. He does host The Drive with Mark Panicelli Monday through Friday, 5 o'clock at 252ESPN.com. He does it on Facebook. He does it on 107.5 FM. It doesn't matter, does it, Mark, if it comes out of Greenville, if it comes out of New Bern, as long as we pick it up in Lenora County, we can hear the, the luscious tones of your voice. Luscious, huh? <laughs> All right. And, dude, I'm sorry um, yes, I went a little bit yes. long. Go ahead, dude. You're, you're, no, no, you're good. You're good. No, yes, however you can listen, please do so. Well, that, Thank like you. I said, from 5 to 6 p.m., I got to see the luscious tones of Mark Panicelli for the first time in a while. Uh, you dropped by for a couple of seconds at uh, Danny Rice's tailgate. Dude, you got there too late for the food, man, and I'm telling you, I am telling you. Yeah, and I know, you know, they they feed you up in the press box at Dowdy Ficklin and all that. You being, a, you know, a bona fide member of the media and all that. But, dude, I'm telling you, dude, could I say dude one more time? Uh, my friend, you missed some uh, great eats at the tailgate on, on Saturday, okay? And I am, I am so bummed out about that. <laughs> and even more so, let me tell you, when I got upstairs um, 
in the press area, the, the, the food was just about gone. In fact, there was only, there was hot dog buns, chips, and hot dog water. That was pretty much <laughs> what was left. So, uh, so what did you do? Yeah. I just, you know, I toughed it out and ate some chips and uh, and stopped on the way home and got something to eat. So. Oh, man. Well, dude, I yeah, had, you know, you could have taken the hot dog buns, dipped it in the hot dog water so it would have tasted like uh, hot dogs, you know? Yeah, hot dog water. The the uh, hot dog, that's it, the au jus of, of <laughs> hot dog, isn't it? Just going to sprinkle it on your dog there. No, no, thank you. Uh, but... Uh, Nonetheless, it's good. Hey, how about the game, though? Dude. Uh, East Carolina. East Carolina. And, and I know, I guess we're just passing out, you know, moral victory cigars this morning. But, look, they, they did play a full game against, and by the way, top 25 team in the country. Defense was really impressive. And if only they could just muster something offensively, uh, the woulda, shoulda, coulda's. But uh, that was certainly – at least one of the better performances. I, I lost nonetheless, and I look. You're not going to make any pirate fan happy uh, right now, anyway. But uh, I will say, uh, great game by the defense on on Saturday for those people that showed up at Dottie Ficklin. Heck of a fight by the Pirates. Just fell short. And I get you had a better view, obviously, sitting up in the press box than we do in Section Seven, but I or Seventeen. But dude, I was very proud of the uh, of the turnout. You know, you and I had speculated one week ago yeah. here today that good weather, bad weather didn't matter. I was anticipating, dude, like I don't know, fifteen to seventeen thousand, maybe. I don't remember what my prediction was, dude. In your uh, in your crowd counting expertise, what do you think? I would, because I would have said probably thirty to thirty one if it holds. Uh, wait a minute. What well, what is the stadium? It holds fifty thousand. We looked that up last week. Fifty thousand. Yep. Holds exactly fifty thousand. Not fifty thousand and one, Mark Panicelli, but fifty thousand. Okay, I, I would <laughs> I would say it was about sixty percent full. I mean, that's what I was saying. So thirty thirty one thousand. What what in your uh in your view, how many people do you think there were? I, I would go with that. I would definitely go with the thirty thousand range for sure. So uh, it was it was a really good turnout. And again, I, we've seen that place packed to the gills, and it wasn't that. But it certainly wasn't the ghost town tumbleweed experience <laughs> that we were worrying about, you know? Well, so. and, on, and on top of it, too, Mark, everybody stayed. Can you believe? I don't want you to fall out here. I don't know if you heard my monologue or not, but uh, Linda and I stayed till that very final drive, ECU's final drive that petered out. And uh, what was it, a minute and a half, two minutes left in the game? Dude, we stayed yeah. – that's the longest Linda has ever stayed for a game, dude. Well, I'm proud of it. That's awesome. Good, <laughs> good. In fact – Fighting through it. Well, you'll love this. We sit behind uh, Danny Rice. That's where our seats are. By the way, man, we've just got kick-butt seats, man. I mean, I, I, I've got to brag – a humble brag about it again, but we've got just awesome, awesome seats. But uh, you wouldn't believe it was three or four times Danny and his wife, Johnny, uh, turned around and looked at us and were like, she's still here? You know, I mean, to, uh, you know, kind of pick on her a little bit, but, but it was, uh, I mean, dude, what do you credit? I mean, I'll say it again and it does. It breaks my heart, Mark, that they've got the best defense they've probably had in 20 years. Would you not since, since the end of the John Thompson era, uh, or heck even before his, I mean, my point being, it's been 20 years or so since they've had a really good defense and dog on it. It just it hurts my heart that the best defense they've had in 20 years is going to be wasted in a one and eight season, dude. Yeah, but you know, look, it's all about trying to keep a lot of what you got together. Uh, it's going to be, you know, trying to rebuild and 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 restructure things for next year. I think obviously uh, the other part of that's going to be holding that together. Hopefully, this is the building block of something that becomes the tradition uh, because we've seen ECU have an offense that year in and year out used to put up, you know, during those, uh, those uh, spread years where the passing offense was just putting up crazy numbers. It would be nice to see if, if defense could start to be that tradition uh, for sure. I, because, you know, look, a touchdown drive, if the offense could have just produced a, a, a touchdown drive uh, extra or something, you know, we're talking about uh, being able to, to pull off a win. And, and again, I don't, I'm not going to play woulda, shoulda, coulda in this game or that game. 
um, because it's just been frustrating all year. But, but uh, you know, again, it validates what I've, you know we've been saying about the defense. And so I think that, you know, that's something, you know, for, for, for whatever it's worth. I mean, and now you've got one more home game left. It's down the road. You got Florida Atlantic this week. You know, again, you'll see what happens between between now and then. But uh, uh, it just, again, great come out come out of the block so impressive offensively, and just weren't able to find anything else down the stretch. I think again, that's still quite frustrating. But but uh, again, I don't I don't think anybody was surprised. The good the good news, like that's again the best team that the American Athletic Conference has, they're playing for a chance to play for a New Year's Day ball. And, uh, and, you, and you, you know, you went toe-to-toe with that team. And so, yes, I'm passing out moral victory cigars. <laughs> Smoke them if you got them. So uh, I'm there. So, no, you know, dude, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, <laughs> man. Here's, I don't, again, I don't know if you heard my monologue, but, when, you know, we got out of there just a, a tad bit earlier than, uh, than the rest of the crowd that got out of there on Saturday. So we were in our car and actually out on uh, Greenville Boulevard, uh, probably five minutes after the final uh, horn. And, uh, <laughs> our mutual friend, I mean, we've talked about it before, our mutual friend, Clip Brock, and, uh, the post game show that they do on his station on Pirate Radio. Now I know you stayed for the buy, and I do. I want to get uh, some thoughts of what Mike Houston said to to the assembled media here in a moment. But dude, I, it was depressing, man. I mean, you had just played this great game, and and again, <laughs> this is nothing against Clip, but man, the first caller he had was somebody from right here in Lenore County, I believe it was from Lagrange. And dude, I thought the guy was on top of his house getting ready to jump off. I am not joking, man. <laughs> It was, uh, it was really, I mean, he was depressed. He was just yeah. talking about fire everybody. I think he said, burn down Dowdy Ficklin stadium and start all over and just, uh, dude, just all kinds of, he was like, you know, I remember one of the key lines that he said, Mark was something along the lines of, uh, you know, I, I, ECU is why I get up in the morning, you know, and ECU football. And now I, I just can't do this anymore. I just can't do this anymore. And he said it almost in that tone, dude. I, I mean, don't get it twisted, dude. You are a big Dolphins fan, and we'll get to that here in a little bit. I'm a big Virginia basketball fan, but, dude, I don't think I've ever been to the point where I'm going to, you know, go up and burn down JPJ or you're going to go down and uh, burn down uh, the <laughs> Dolphins stadium. Have you? No, okay. no, no. I was I was pretty grumpy yesterday. I was <laughs> I was inconsolable for large portions of the day yesterday. But but no, I um I have much bigger reasons to wake up in the morning than uh, than ECU or or the Miami Dolphins, etc. And and look, this is from this is coming from somebody that loves sports. Like I get up in the morning. In sports, and in the middle of the day, it's sports, and it's not fake. Like I mean, I'm always, always like thinking about it. I like, I love it, but you know, my life, good gracious, like, yes. Yeah, so reverse that back. ECU Pirates, Miami Dolphins. If I've wired myself <laughs> to that for the last twenty years, I, I would be in not a very good place. I'd have my hands tied together in a room full of pet rubber padding uh, or something. So I. There's, listen, I, and, you know, again, fan is short for fanatic, right? Yep. Um, but I've told you several times, there's a lot of gigs in radio that I would love to have. I, I love the one I got. I'm not looking for anything behind it, but I'm just saying there's a, there's a lot of gigs out here. And I'm like, man, that's a, that would be a cool job. That would be nice. I like that. But being the guy that hosts a radio show where people call in after a game, especially <laughs> with the with the, the the struggles that ECU has had over the past decade or so, I'm telling you, I wouldn't want that. Uh, God bless those people, and because that is again, as you said, from the first caller, it just and it just it, it is. <laughs> It is like who, like everybody just ever the the worst case scenario people the 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 nuclear faction just comes out of nowhere you know and just it's it's horrifying and what's really sad Brian 
is this is the same reaction that they will get when they are six and four. I am I telling know. you no lie, I Brian. Know. That is there's no difference between one and whatever and having a winning record. Sometimes I feel like those same people are you can't make them happy no matter what. So um so there. Well no no, no 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 I love it. And do you were talking about radio gigs how and I believe I brought this up to you before, but I'm not sure if I have. But how about poor Jim Zoki, okay? Who you know filling in this year for uh, you know after the passing of uh, Jeff Charles, you know he he's been the voice of the Pirates this year in a, in a uh, limited fashion. He I don't think you know they're going to hire somebody full time next year. Uh, but he uh, has been the voice of the Pirates this year. He's also the you know, right here on 960 bet on the bull. When we have our Carolina uh, Panthers broadcast too, dude, he is the uh, color analyst for them. So think about this, dude. Every Saturday and Sunday, he gets a double dose of ECU and then Carolina Panthers football, man. I mean, you want to feel sorry for somebody in our industry, Mark Panicelli. Feel, and, and Jim Zoki's a good guy, man. I've known him since my WB or since my Charlotte days when he was at WBT in Charlotte. So, I mean, I, you know, I've covered Panthers games and, uh, back in the day, Hornets games and sit with him at UNC Charlotte games and everything, dude. And you want to feel sorry for somebody, man. Feel sorry for Jim Zoki, okay? Yeah, I mean, I was getting ready to say, does he <laughs> is he have some stuff, something to do with Jones Senior this year? I don't know. <laughs> that, but... Sorry, oh, no, I love you, Jones Senior. Oh, I love dude, you, no, that Sr. was good that though, love, man. Yeah, that love, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Are you? Um, are you really? I am, I am, I am, I am. I mean, look, cause, you know, look, it's, it's, that's, that's a tough thing. You've got, you know, 14, 15 kids showing up to play football. That is really tough. So, wait a minute. Uh, is that ECU or Jones Sr.? No! Oh, oh no. That's, um, the, that's the Panthers, isn't it? That is the Panthers, man. But, man, uh, I tell you what. So, uh, let me ask you this, and let's wrap up ECU talk with this, dude you are Mike Houston. I'm going to make, I'm going to, you're Mike Houston now for the last three weeks of the season. Okay. Mark Panicelli, are you, are you ready to take okay. that on? What do you do? I mean, you're one and eight. I mean, you're obviously, you're not, dude, you're not playing for a bowl. You've got zero chance for a bowl. You've got zero chance for a winning record. I mean, is this when you start, you play the lower class, or lower class, the lower classmen, you know, like freshmen and sophomores or, do you, are you still out there trying to win games? What What are you doing? You're Mike Houston, Mark Panicelli. What's your strategy over the next three weeks? I'm probably, uh, for starters, you, you 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 pretty much got what you got now. I, I don't think, you know, there might be a chance for you to try out somebody that's been incredible in practice. But, look, I, I honestly feel – if that kid was there, they'd already tried that at this point. So I, I don't, I don't know that there's anything you do except you're trying to go through practice every day and uh, and make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing, and and you go through the season. My preparation is probably more about, and and again, we're not behind the scenes. I don't know what sort of restructuring of the staff might be taking place, but I do know that I would be spending a lot of time looking at kids who might be in the transfer portal, kids that might are, are already in the transfer portal. And, and I'm sure a lot of colleges do that anyway. Um, but I, you know, I would say that's probably where, you know, you're thinking about as far as next year is. Yeah. I think you're, you're looking to see, you're, you're doing an evaluation of what you want to, keep and 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 continue to build on because there are some things that that have been positive uh and then you know you're trying to spend some time identifying some some new players you'd like to bring in and and potentially again there could be a restructuring of personnel and and sort of putting together an outline of where you want to go there the problem with a lot of this is not really knowing who's going to go or who's going to be available um, whether it is a coach or a player until we're done with the season. But I, and my girlfriend's a huge college football fan. And she hates when I do this. And every college football fan that loves college football 
or for every Pirate fan that can't stand it and has been so miserable, uh, maybe this is a positive news for you. There's only three weeks left of college football regular season. Did you, do you realize that? Like, that we are, that know, we are almost this close from, from college football season coming to a screeching halt. Um, so, uh, there you go. Um, uh, uh, go ahead. No, 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 no. You're, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's just, it's almost how it was. I need to look up the numbers, but I'm almost positive this was the worst. Uh, season of uh, high school football in Lenore County history, dude. I don't know if, again, if you heard what I was saying before I brought you up, but between uh, Kinston, North Lenore, and South Lenore, they combined for seven wins this year, okay? And that's bad. And you're like, mm. good Lord, three pro-. But then you got to factor in three of those seven wins were were against each other. You know, Kinston beat North Lenore and South Lenore. North Lenore beat South Lenore. So really – Outside of them playing each other, Kenston, North North, South North combined for four wins this season, dude. Four. Mm. So I'd say that to say this, uh, Mark Panicelli, I, there's not a lot of heartbreak this year in getting the football season over and us uh, picking up that round ball, which, you know, which is what Lenore County is known for anyway. <laughs> and I hate it because I love football and I know you do too. Hey, real quick, uh, I God, I've got back to back questions here. And I know time always flies. Real quick. Houston, uh, Mike Houston, uh, how was he in post game? Um, well, I mean, you know, Mike Houston is, you know, a great poker player. Okay. I mean, you get, you know, Mike, he's not a, you know, he's not, you know, he's very even keel. I mean, if, if Mike Houston was the most excited he'd ever been in the entire world, I mean, if he just woke up and everything was the most incredible day he'd ever had, It'd be the same Mike Houston in front of cameras and press if he had the worst day. Um, you know, he's just sort of, you know, impenetrable, and you're going to get generic football answers, you know. Um, so uh, that's not a knock on him. I just, you know, he's pretty much, you know, not, not aware of your emotion on the sleeve. You're not going to get a whole lot of, you know, where we always talk about it's great when coaches, say something that's not just coach speak like, da- you know, like I, Dabo last week. Right, right, right. So I, it's just, look, I, I, he's, he's a coach speak coach. And, um, you know, that's just, you know, like I said, dude, I, you couldn't tell other than answering the questions and, you know, the results being what they are. I mean, it, it, he's pretty much the same guy. If they've just won forty-seven to three, or just lost forty-seven to three, okay. So, and I know that's what my therapist used to tell me all the time: quit having all these high highs and these low lows. I need you to be a little more. Oh, wait a minute! Did I just reveal something about myself there? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, it's good life advice. It is good life advice, and then also, I mean, I'm not ashamed to say I've been in therapy. But that was what. It's so funny to hear you say that. That's what. What I was told was, you know, hey. Quit being so high with this and so low. Just f- find a happy medium, you know, and just kind of stay there. And it sounds sure. like that's how you were describing Mike Houston there. Well, I mean, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> but I mean, at least with you, you can stay on even keel, but you've got some, you've got great personality. You still, it's hard to read Mike Houston. Like I said, when I talk about a poker player, I mean, you know, it's, it's you know, it's not a, you, you don't get to see a little bit of the personal side of Mike Houston. He's more of a, a business only okay. kind of coach, cool. you know. So, you know, where was Ruffin was more of like, uh, you know, come on in, let me tell you all about. <laughs> I loved know, Ruffin. Though. You know what I mean? It's like I oh, said, yeah. it was a, a, a different sort of coach. Uh, you know, I would say, you know, and again, each style is is different, but uh, but but as I said, I mean, he's been the same. Mike Houston, you know, the same last year as they were winning as this year, where they've not been winning. So much. And again, there's or something to be said really? for that. That voice you listen to, you know who it is, is Mark Panicelli. He is the dean of ENC Sports Talk hosts. He hosts the uh, drive with Mark Panicelli Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. on 252 ESPN. It's also been up on uh, Facebook. Uh, you, you, you've, you're back in the Facebook world again, dude. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not real unless it's on Facebook from, from what people tell me, right? Uh, dude, I 100% yes, you're right about that. And also 107.5 FM anywhere in Lenore County, you can pick it up and uh, listen to Mark Panicelli from 5 to 6 p.m. on that station too. Uh, catch us up with Newburn, man. I mean, I, I 
I I know I talked to you Saturday. You said they won, but I was really disappointed. It just set that up. But it really looked like they were going to be able to. Disappointed that Newburn won? What is this? No, 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 no. I'm happy about that. I'm disappointed that they're not going to get a rematch with last year's head football coach. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. You know, again, when the NCHSA bracket came out last week, it was obviously uh, glaring at us that this potential second-round matchup where the former Newbern coach, uh, Tori Nowell, who's now at Hillside, uh, was the seventh seed, and they were taking on, uh, I believe, the 23 seed in New Hanover. And Newbern was facing uh, Apex, and they were the uh, uh, the higher seed there. And, and I, again, everybody had come to the foregone conclusion that it was going to be a Newbern Hillside second round matchup. But New Hanover had different ideas. And so the Wildcats of New Hanover win. And and you were asking me, and, and people. Because, look, would it have been a great story? It would have been fantastic right up until the minute they kicked the football. And then there would be a football game. And, you know, then where would the story go? Uh, you know, again, I think it, it, it would have been a nice story. But guess who's really happy not to have to drive to Durham on Friday? <laughs> this guy! I'm glad to be at our <laughs> So. Uh, Newburn does win. In fact, uh, and this is not a, a rub because I know you were telling me it's been a little tough here for Lenore County, but uh, I did want to say for Craven County, all three teams won. Havelock defeated Dixon. West Craven won uh, against North Pitt. And, and of course, Newburn won to move on. Um, as far as Newburn's conference, too, J.H. Rose won. They beat the eight-seed White Oak. Uh, I mentioned Havelock won, but Jacksonville also won. Uh, their contest as well, so against CBA Cox. So the uh, the entire Big Carolina Conference won for uh, for the Big 4A, 3A, 4A schools, and uh, so they'll continue on this week. And round two of uh, of playoffs will continue, and we'll have New Bern and New Hanover right here on, uh, or I should say, right here. <laughs> if you're listening on 107.5, it'll be right here. But if you're listening on uh, bet on the bull, then you'd have to listen to uh, 107.5 FM or uh, any of our online streams. But uh, ready for round two uh, as we as we uh, get uh, roll into these these NCHSA playoffs. Well, I gotta tell you, I didn't have any illusions that you know the only two public school teams that made it was. Uh, for us was Kenston and green central and they were going respectively to Clinton and Wallace Rose Hill. So, I mean, I, you know, yeah. unless a miracle happened, you know, we didn't really anticipate anything there, but I really was hoping parent was going to make it to the next round, but, uh, we're, we're, it's just dude, when it's over, it's over. And I know you and I've talked about this before, but it's just so shocking that dude, we are done with football here in Lenore County. And it's, we're not even in the double digit numbers in november dude you know i mean it's no we've wrapped it up on november 3rd i just i don't know man i mean i i don't even know if i'm trying to get a response or just it's just sad that it's over with already for us here man yeah well you mentioned though it's been tough and the round ball season is is always special in kinston so uh and the same thing there if you're a college college football fan and maybe it's over and let's face it, most ECU football fans, you're a fan of some other team in college basketball. <laughs> I'm not picking on you, but I, I'm, I know. Sort I'm of aware. sounds I'm, like I'm, you I'm, are a little bit. Well, you know, I mean, if you're going to be an ECU <laughs> fan, and you should be an ECU fan. But that's Amen, but I, but brother. Look, I understand. But can you believe today is the start of college basketball season? We've got I all four of the ACC teams in action and your Virginia Cavaliers are in action tonight. Uh, not a lot of like juicy matchups here. On uh, is this the first Monday in November? So, but uh, anyways, but if if college basketball is what gets you going, uh, well, tonight's your night, bud. Well, don't so. look it up because uh, Linda and I are going to uh, the ECU basketball game tonight. But I, they're playing Ferrum. Quick, Mark Panicelli, where is Ferrum? What is it? College of Ferrum? Yes. Do you know what state is it in? <laughs> I had I'm to look. Don't feel bad, dude. Don't feel bad. I had to look it up myself. I'm not trying to Ferrum. act like I'm Alex Trebek here, dude. I mean, I didn't know myself until I looked. Don't look it up. 
I'm not. I'm okay. not okay. South Carolina. They're from South Carolina. Virginia. Oh man, that was my first guess. <laughs> I should have stuck with that. Dude, hey, uh, you did better than me. That? I said Tennessee. I, I was Tennessee. like, Farms in. T- I'm almost positive Farms in Tennessee. No, no, it's in Virginia. What is their What is their mascot? Oh dear God, I don't know. Hold it. Now I'm going to Google that real quick. What is Farums mascot? They are this- uh, the Panther. Ferrum Panthers. The Ferrum okay. Panthers, yeah. But their football team is commonly, this is what Google tells me, uh, the football team is commonly referred to as the Black Hats. Oh, I, I okay. I have no idea. And it's college. They are still mm. a college. How about that? What? <laughs> so, anyway. Okay. Uh, we'll talk more uh, ECU basketball. Now, you cover ECU football. Do you cover ECU basketball also? I mean, do you go to all their games or some of their no. games? I do not. I do not, Brian. Okay. <laughs> okay. I do not. <laughs> Did I just like throw your bid your business out there? <laughs> you do just boom. Yeah. What do you do on Tuesdays? Is there some sort of men's group that you do? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Hey, uh, NFL. Let's get. We've got a few minutes left. Let's get some. Uh, well, you know what? No, no, no. I want to talk NASCAR, dude. Uh, you and I and. Uh, Good, and Paul I don't want to talk Scott, yeah, I don't blame you, dude. I mean, that was, <laughs> it, it's, I do need to ask you this though. And we want, this will be my only NFL uh, query is when you lose a game at nine 30 in the morning, it does just cast a pall over the rest of your day. Doesn't it? Man, I was bitter all day. <laughs> I was such a sour, sour person all day long. I refuse to and, believe that. Uh, no, no, it's true. It's true. I got, I, I guess the people that could vouch for it, that, you know, I got, I got called out at seven o'clock at night of the, okay, this has been all day. It's time for you to let go of this thing, which I was just more of a petulant salt my feet. No, I get to be as mad as long as I want to be mad. So, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm better today. I'm better today. Breathe. Everything's good. Everything's good. So we're not talking about the NFL though. We're going to talk. NASCAR. Indeed, we Congratulations are. Congratulations to the Ford, uh, the the Penske Ford of Ryan Blaney, the twelve car, his first NASCAR Cup Series championship, and uh, I know that made you uh, certainly happy as as you like to dig into Paul a little <laughs> bit with uh, him beating with uh, with Ryan Blaney beating out two of those injured cars yesterday. It was awesome. I mean. I, uh, it was awesome. That's the best way to put it. I mean, and not just yesterday's NASCAR cup championship. Okay. But how about, uh, they won the Xfinity championship. They won the truck championship too. So it was a blue oval sweep for, uh, Ford this weekend and all three of the, uh, or the, the three top NASCAR series. Uh, congratulations. How about that, dude? I mean, and you got to consider this too. Well, folks don't realize this in the Xfinity series, which they start, what, probably 38, 40 cars every week. Dude, there's only like three or four Ford teams of all of them. I mean, it is predominantly Chevy. Uh, I think there are a few Toyota, but I mean, of the let's say if there's 38 of them, dude, I think 30 of them, no joke, are Chevrolets, and then there's four or five uh, Ford teams, maybe three or four Toyota teams. So for uh, uh, for Ford to have won in the all three of the series, that was just an amazing year for uh, the Blue Oval. It is, and I mean, you add that to the Detroit Lions success, and the Ford family <laughs> is just got to be in loving uh, life right now. So, uh, so congratulations to them. And again, it was a you know again a, it was a very good race, <clears throat> and it really came down to you know uh, Ross Chastain had the lead, and uh, what the the most empty the most empty win you could ever get <laughs> is winning that race and not being in the championship hunt because nobody cares. Um, because the real race was Kyle Larson versus uh, Ryan Blaney, uh, yeah, and yeah. and I'll say this: it it could have gotten nasty. Um, I was wondering if it was going to if if maybe someone was going to do something that you know was. Uh, you know, uh, less, less hospitable, but, but they raced each other very clean. Um, and, and, and like, and it was, it made it very exciting there. Uh, the, you know, the last, uh, the last couple of runs to watch those two duel it out, knowing that the championship was at stake. So, 
uh, I, I thought it was a great way to close out the season. And, um, you know, and again, I'm glad I checked in. I had, you know, cause I, I'm, I'm honest. I, and I love racing. I am a racing guy born and, I mean, my, my roots in racing, I, I, I love it. But I've always said it's hard to keep your eyeballs on that sport when it tries to go head to head with football, yeah. um, on Sundays. And, um, but I was glad I checked in yesterday because it turned out to be uh, quite a, quite an exciting finish. And, uh, and congratulations to Ryan Blaney. As I told Paul, I think he's one of the coolest guys in the garage. Like, I mean, you're not going to get much cooler. Like, I feel like being like a goofball, I'd want to hang out with Ryan Blaney to bring up my cool points. You remember that in high school? Like, you'd hang out with a cool guy to, uh, to bring up your own cool points. Because yeah. Ryan Blaney, it's a but, pretty cool dude. But Panicelli, that was me. So, I mean, I think I felt like other people were lobbying, you know. To, no. I am 100% joking there, dude. Hey, check your phone real quick, man. I sent you a picture of what my uh, TV setup looked like yesterday, dude. Oh, nice. There you go. Uh, dude, I, I had like NASCAR that. in the middle of football. I had NASCAR up on the big screen. How about that, dude? That was nice and had, uh, I'm guessing that's what's it, Panthers on one and, uh, and, uh, Cowboys, Eagles on the other. Uh, yeah. Well, this was actually in the four o'clock hour. So, uh, you know, we only had three games all together at that point anyway, but I did have my laptop on the, cause there were only three games. So I had one on CBS, one on, uh, Fox Eastern Carolina, and then, uh, the other one on my laptop, but I had NASCAR in the prime spot in the big, on the big screen, dude. That's right. That's right. Well. The good folks at NBC Universal want to thank you for uh, for uh, for helping them get third place yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's in the ratings war, going head to head with uh, with the NFL. But uh, but no, nah, again, was a, it was a very exciting finish, and um, uh, Paul would be proud. And I'm not looking at our text message feed. One hundred and three <laughs> days until the Daytona five hundred. I feel like he's got a that? countdown in his house, like a like every day they just go in him and him or Sam just turn over the thing and go, Hey babe, look, one hundred and three days till the Daytona five hundred. Well, you know, he treats the, uh, and he really does. I mean, he is the one person in my life that I know that treats the Daytona 500 like you and I treat the Super Bowl. I mean, he really does, man. I mean, he has a Daytona 500 party. I mean, he does all this stuff, except for when he has to go to a wedding. I think this past year, uh, I couldn't believe it for the first time since I've known him. He didn't have a Daytona 500 party because he had to go to a wedding or something like that. I guess we can forgive him for that. I mean, he's, he's become domesticated. Well, and I mean, he had that string of where it was like a calendar year where he went to 27 weddings. Uh, and was <laughs> I think that was last year. Yeah, that was last I year. I know. I was like every weekend. I was like, hey, what are you doing the weekend, man? We got this wedding. I was like, what in the world? Are y'all on the wedding circuit? Dude, <laughs> okay, you say 27, but realistically, it was 10 to 11 weddings, man. It was. And, uh, I mean, and that's not even exaggeration or hyperbole. It was 10 or 11 weddings he went to in like a six-month period. And it was, it literally. Hey, man, what are you doing this weekend? I'm uh, going to a wedding. What? <laughs> you know? <laughs> anyway, well, listen, Mark Panicelli. Uh, dude, I am sorry about your Dolphins. I, listen, I, the Dolphins have sort of... You know, because Linda likes them and because you like them, I'm not saying they're my team per se, but I, I, I'm, I'm Dolphins positive. How's that? I'm not new. I'm not even neutral Dolphins. I'm Dolphins positive. They're not my team, but if we're looking at it, you know, on the zero to a hundred scale, I'm a, I'm 60% towards the Dolphins, dude. I like them. Here's my only concern, and this will be our only NFL talk because we've got to get off the line. We got, I think I told you, or did we tell you, I got Chris Edwards coming up here uh, in a little bit, dude. Uh, nice. but yeah, yeah. Chris Edwards, uh, from Duke university will be joining us. Uh, got a lot to talk to him about this morning, as you can imagine. But, uh, here's my only concern about the dolphins. They beat up on the bad teams and they do. And then they lose to the good teams. What are they? Six and oh, against teams under 500. Oh, and three against teams, uh, above 500, man. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about that part of it, dude. You're a little concerned. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm absolutely overwhelmed. Um, it is absolutely a problem. Um, but I will say, and again, for whatever moral victory, in the other two losses, 
they, they were the Dolphins were manhandled. They played much better uh, in this game against uh, against the Chiefs. And really, I put that loss on Tua. That the, the, the last couple of plays, I mean, it was a bad snap, but I, he wasn't looking at the uh, looking for the football. And the throw before, where I don't know what happened, it felt like he just he threw it with the wrong hand or something. But uh, that's one that uh, you you just can't let uh, slip away. But let me just tell you this right now, uh, Linda, it's too late for Linda and I. Okay, <laughs> but you run. Okay, you run. You run away as fast as you can. Don't you get wrapped up in this dolphin thing right now. Because it'll only break your heart, Brian. It'll only break your heart. Okay. Uh, that's as emotional as I've heard you, dude. That's awesome. Listen, Mark Panicelli, who you got coming on today? Paul Whittington. Who All else? right. I love it. Listen, Mark, I appreciate you. I can't wait for our home and home. Don't even tell me how I did this week. I'm, I don't even want to know, dude, unless it was good. Was it good? pretty good all right i can't wait well we'll do home and home with you on wednesday as i'll appear on your show dude thank you so much for joining me here this morning we'll talk to you wednesday my friend happy monday everybody there you go that's mark panicelli as we wrap up our first hour in yeesh our first hour in six minutes here on the brian hank show a thank you to mark panicelli uh for joining us here coming up next uh the voice of duke women's basketball and baseball chris edwards here on the brian hank show presented by lenore community college